0: Hello and welcome to d the Melbourne Demons handbook. This week the D's returned to Fortress Etihad and won a crucial game against the Bombers, my most hated team. Needs, this was really our grand final and we In won. In some
1: ways, well, so look, I think it was a very, lucky's not the right word because we obviously comprehensively beat them, but we I think we, it was a fortunate that we were coming up against Essendon, um, who also had that, you know, really bad loss and also had... Um, like a four day break because it was not a great game of football on no. display particularly that first half
0: the first half was just atrocious it
1: was really bad from both sides the worst had to be the moment was when Goddard kicked it out of bounds on the fall and then Lever kicked it out of bounds on the fall but then for some reason it was adjudicated as if it was a throw-in
0: yeah because he never crossed the line oh God. which is a bit ridiculous ridiculous
1: right? it made no sense it, it was
0: shocking and it, it really was, really was bad. exactly like last year yeah the first half was just Awful, yeah. Horrendous. And then the D's dominated in the third quarter and won the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I really pissed that, that I
0: used up deja vu on a previous episode of the podcast because this was just
1: I know You can't look, you can't use those pearls up <laughs> early true. in the season. The can? fans because will notice. Yeah. Exactly. No, you know, it was one of those games where I I sort of, it was heartening, but then also a bit like sort of, it was very, I don't, I don't know what to take out of the game.
0: Because you look at the first half and where I sat was, we're getting a lot of inside 50s. They're constantly being intercepted by Hurley. Yeah. There's no structure. No, none at all. Our defence held up okay, but then occasionally looked incredibly Incompetent, fragile. Incompetent, yeah. Um, and leaked like a And they sink. were
1: transitioning very easily. Right. It's just right. that they couldn't kick goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. And in fairness, we had a few posters. So after the first half, I was thinking, this is just going to be a disaster. The yeah. season's going to fall apart. Then we came out, in fairness to the players, like dominated. Amazing. Gorn was quarter.
1: absolutely incredible yep. in every way. He is by far our most valuable player. He's got to be our shown Brown though this year. Oh, he has to be. He's just been incredible for so long. And I mean, all these people just want to go on and on about Brody Grundy. Give me a spell. That's just, Max is way better.
0: I think he's the best Ruckman in the comp. And there's a lot of good Ruckman in the comp. I know. I but mean, Nick he's Nats, phenomenal, inc- Grundy. No,
1: knack has got nothing on Gorn. Gorn at least gets more of the ball. Okay. You just like Knack because he's flashy. <laughs> and because you wish we tick-picked him instead of Watts.
0: We're trying not to mention Watts every episode. I know. But it's hard it not to. <laughs> but, that's,
1: I'm, but honestly, Gorn is just a superstar.
0: It's brilliant. And as soon as we have rovers who can rove to him, we're just going to dominate. We started to do that in the second half.
1: I think so. So I was quite heartened by watching Gus yep. actually rove to Gorn. I thought he did a pretty good job. For someone on this podcast, and we don't need to name names, you suggested well, we only he, have two members. Well, please. that it's pretty clear who it is, but you suggested that he wouldn't be able to be in the midfield. And I said, well, why don't they just give him a chance? He's never had a chance to be in the midfield and to ro- rove to Gorn. Well,
0: that's a really compelling sell for Gus. Why don't we just give him a chance? No, I mean, look, I'm glad he's playing well, and I think it was a really, really good game. I think it was an underrated game from him this week.
1: I think so as well. The actually.
0: test is going to be when Viney comes back in. How much time he's going to get in the middle? But look, I really like the way he played. I think, I, think
1: I thought he played much better than someone like Tyson to on. Oh,
0: Tyson was poor. His decision making was poor. His kicking was poor. The kick
1: at the light at the end was awful. I he's was very... a rough
0: He's had a rough season.
1: I don't know what's going on. Apparently, he had a great preseason, but.
0: Well, then he had that injury. Right? Yeah, and, and then, then he got sick last thing, week, and, the, and then he didn't. He missed round one. Well, do
1: you think the unionism is, um, has taken over his life? He's just uh, <laughs> he's too busy protesting.
0: I don't know. I mean, look, he was a bit disappointing, but the rest, of the midfield held up pretty well. I thought Jones was brilliant.
1: I thought Jones was great. Did a great
0: job on merit and got a lot of the ball.
1: And let's talk about the forward line because that was a real highlight. So milkshakes. Milkshakes and he's... we
0: scoffed at milkshakes last week. Well, do
1: you know what? A certain other Richmond supporter on this podcast last week asked us: Is milkshakes sort of a long-term prospect for us? Right now, he's the best field kick in the team by a mile.
0: He's always been a beautiful kick,
1: but like, but he's easily the mo- the mo- the only player in the team who's making good decisions inside fifty. Mate, Everybody there... else is bombing the the ball in long, and milkshakes is actually picking really good options.
0: I think the key to milkshakes is rounds one to four, he's always terrible. Always. He's, based and he's on always on a sample on the verge size of, of one year, but last yeah, year was exactly the same uh, thing. It
1: was. He's always on the verge of getting dropped in, in rounds one to four. But then this week, he honestly, it was a 15 possession game or so, but it was exceptional. Every touch. Every touch was, was perfect. Good.
0: He was really good. I Let's mean,
1: talk about the debutant.
0: Yeah, you liked him a lot. I
1: loved him. Well, cause I loved he's a bit him. like
0: you, isn't he? What? He's kind of small. He gets some, some scrapes. You need him around the club. I
1: don't get into scrapes. He'll,
0: he'll get reported every now and then, but he does the I job. I don't get
1: into scrapes. <laughs> okay. Where are you getting this from? No, I like him as a little fella.
0: He is a little fella. But he's great. I like, great. I like yeah. it
1: as well. I like that he's getting stuck into Goddard. Yeah. Getting into a bit of a fight. I love it. No, he's excellent. He's a bit of class, isn't he? That, that goal, first goal was pure class.
0: It is really good. And
1: he uses the ball well, which I really liked. He was very composed. He didn't sort of, you know, blaze away. I thought he was great.
0: He had an excellent game. Um, the forward highlight, though, has to be Fritch.
1: He is. Honestly, I don't know why they even dropped him to begin with. I mean, I know he'd had a couple of quiet weeks, but just persist.
0: Yeah, he looked really good. And in fairness, we do have to have the caveat. The Essendon defence outside of Hurley and Hooker, to an extent, looked terrible. Really I, mean, bad. I don't even know who the next set of defenders are. I don't know were.
1: either. The but Bagley's they, of the I'm world. not sure what Bagley was doing. I mean, he gave that free kick away to Gorn. Like, it's knees. He's this
0: terrible defender. The problem is they don't really have much happening there. And the Bailey Fritch of the world might not have looked as good against a better team's defence, but he still played an excellent game. I
1: just kind of think we need to commit to them, you yeah. know? I mean, we, just, we look a lot more dangerous with Fritch and Hannon in the forward line than we do with, you know, Bug and various others in the forward line.
0: Well, yeah, so let's talk about that now. So the forward line is something that's been on the agenda pretty much every week.
1: Because it's been a disaster. There's been, it's been an unmitigated disaster.
0: Which of the Fritch, Hannon, Bug, Kent, Garlet... Group, combo, combo.
1: Do we go with? I mean, look. I think that based on this game, we pursue, we we, we persevere with the Hannon and Fridge combo. Well, we
0: do want to say based on this game, that's such a short term perspective. I, like, I agree
1: with that. I don't know. It's I, like saying
0: after the Brisbane game, we have to persist with Garl. That's
1: like, true. They're but also
0: think, variable in form.
1: Yeah, they are. It's a very, very flaky, very flaky forward line. So
0: let's put on the record now. So we get some accountability from the deluded uh, fan base. Okay. Who are, of those players should pay every week? Let's make. I think.
1: Look, I think that. Fritsch and Hannon should play, and I think that Garlit should probably play.
0: Okay, and so Kent goes out.
1: It's hard I mean, Kent Kent Kent's injured at the moment, and I like. So the problem is, is Kent puts on more pressure than Garlit does, mm. but then Garlit's more skillful than Kent. So it's and so it's a you know it's a line ball call
0: really. Yeah, to me, I just think Fritsch and Hannon both have great pressure. Both are good marks. Yeah. And both can even move into the midfield a bit because they're good field kicks. Yeah, they are. So I think they should play. And I good think...
1: tacklers as well. I love, love Tannen's tackle.
0: Right. I think to beat good teams, we need Jeff Garlick playing well. I He's a real... That. He's a real tower. weapon. He's a... Yeah.
1: He's a... He's a... he's. You can't really teach some of the stuff that he can do.
0: Yeah. He can have a spell for a while, but he should come in. I mean, I have loved. I love Kent. I'm a real spruker for Kent. I don't think he can make it. And even if he gives us a little bit more every now and then, I think the other two have more upside. Yeah. Um, so I would say Kent in the reserves. I mean, Bug, I think we can draw a line through.
1: Well, you've been wanting to draw a bar through. You've been wanting to draw, draw, draw a, a line
0: through when he was traded exactly, to Melbourne. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, um, I mean, Spargo's an interesting one. I mean, I guess we'll have to see. It's only been a week.
1: Of course. I think he definitely... I mean, he definitely stays in the team next week. Oh, I of he's, 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 you know the reality with him is he probably will tire. So you could even tell in the second half, he wasn't as lively. Yep. Um, he had a really great first half and he really was the spark to get us going. I think yep. I like him a lot, but um, I think that he'll probably end up coming in and out of the team a bit this year, but the intriguing battle is always going to be weed versus ped. Now this mm. has actually divided a lot of people in four on forums as I've, um, I've been reading through forums and it's been sort of, you know, been a hot topic. So I think that, I personally think we should persevere with Weed. I thought he took a couple of really nice contested marks and I think that it's worth giving him another couple of weeks and seeing how he goes and look obviously if he's not doing enough then then it's worth dropping him. but I just I'm a big fan of giving players an actual proper run uh, particularly when they are the future and he's learning to rock and he's learning to sort of work in tandem with Gordon in that sense.
0: Look I'm willing to give him one more week but I just think he had four possessions to three quarter time. That's a pretty bleak return, given we had an enormous amount of forward entries. And it wasn't just that he wasn't getting the ball. It's not like he was getting good positions and getting spoiled, right? He just wasn't near it, as far as we could tell.
1: No, that's true. And he did
0: some nice things in the last quarter. I'm not going to deny that. Two good marks. So I'm willing to give him another game just based on maybe he'll get the confidence from that and have a really good game next week. Yeah. But I think Ped is someone we're going to get a more reliable return from. And I understand Weed is the long-term future. There's no doubt about that. But we're thinking finals this year. We need someone to get 15 possessions, a couple of goals and play a bit in the ruck.
1: I, I just don't think that you're getting that from Pedersen though. I really kind of disagree. I think
0: last year we absolutely But were. the
1: Brisbane game, he was awful. And then like, he, he wasn't that game. great in the Geelong game either, Kieran. Like, I just, I don't know. Well, he kicked I kicked
0: mean... a couple of goals in that game. I, I think he's a real contested marking threat in our forward line. I don't think, and you may disagree with this. I don't think Hogan strength is contested marking.
1: Well, when they're playing him up the ground as if he's a midfielder.
0: No, but this game he was deep and he was in his one-on-one... Yeah, but one he's on also one... like injured know, his
1: ankle, Kieran. Know, and come on, you can't make comments like that when he could barely even get off the ground.
0: I know he was injured, but I'm just going to put this on the record once again. The deluded fans might disagree, but I don't think Hogan's strength has ever been his one-on-one marking. Oh,
1: I don't, I disagree with that. I think when he first burst onto the scene, he was out marking Rance.
0: Okay, he took two contested marks on Rance. I accept that, but I think consistently that's not really his go. The funny thing is, I actually think Hogan is this bizarre footballer that is actually made to be a midfielder. He's got an amazing tank. He's got brilliant field kicking, better than his kicking for goal for the most part, although this year his kicking for goal has been better. I actually think his role is to be like a half forward that roams up and down. I'm just going to put that out there.
1: Well, we'll ask the listenership what they think. I mean, look, there's been a lot of criticism of this Hogan into the midfield because, I mean, and this is why it's hilarious, because last week you were criticizing that move and saying that you think that maybe we should just put Hogan in the forward 50 and sit him there so he can kick three goals a game. And now you're saying, no, let's just leave him in the midfield. So where are you on this, game? I
0: completely acknowledge the inconsistency. I just think I had a moment watching the Essendon game where everything kind of crystallized for me. And it just seemed to make sense to me. Because I was frustrated by how we have no forward line entrance. But then you think about it. Would putting Hogan deep in the forward line, pitted against an Aspera Rance fix that? I don't think so.
1: Well, now that we've got Tom McDonald back, it does make life a bit better. I think
0: Tom McDonald is a better deep forward.
1: uh, Well, that's I'm not sure about that. He's been in a deep forward now for like four games. Let's not overstate it. He did
0: a decent amount last year. I don't know. I think what would be really optimal is Hogan as like a half forward um, midfielder, kind of pushing up and down. Um, Tom McDonald as the deep forward and maybe Ped there as well and if we're if we're too tall in a particular week you drop a Pep, and, and that's the forward line.
1: Well please tweet us, Facebook us, let us know what you think about Kieran's revised uh, role for Jesse Hogan as the midfielder.
0: Well what do you think then? Put, put your view on the record. You know, I kind
1: of think that they should I think I still think that Hogan should stay predominantly in the forward line. I think he's clever around goals. I think that he's clever entering into the forward 50. I just think, wait, putting him in the midfield, we've just got so many midfielders. I mean, when Jack Viney gets back, Christian Petrarca plays, do we really need to use Hogan in the midfield?
0: But think about it. He can play on a bit of a wing, and then he can get the chop-out kick from defence, which is a real weakness of ours, right? Against good teams, we often really get stymied um, in, in our defence, getting out of half back. I think Hogan's a great option there. Um, he can play a bit more like... Like, Rewalt played later in his career, when he's really roaming around the ground. He's kind of all over the place, really. I think that's the future of Hogan. Okay, I'm going to put that on the record. Um, I've got another um, big call. I'm going to okay. ask you that. Hit me. Is Oscar McDonald the form defender in the comp?
1: Oh, my God. He might be the... Form... <laughs> that's hysterical. Um, he might be the form defender at Melbourne, but definitely not the comp.
0: Well, let me give you his his performances for this year. So, Tom Hawkins beat him i think we can safely say i think hawkins got maybe a goal or two um and then he played on hipwood hipwood maybe got a goal i
1: think hipwood wasn't very good but hipwood hasn't been doing much all year Hipwood was
0: terrible um danaher the most recent week rewalt i think he beat
1: he got demolished by ben brown he
0: had one bad beat against Bren brown i think he beat roughhead roughhead got a couple of cheapies late in the game if you exclude maybe the last 20 minutes of each game oscar's opponents i reckon have had like four goals for the year now, I appreciate I have no statistics to back this up, but I'm quite confident that's true.
1: Well, let's hear your thoughts, uh, members of the public. No, like, He's Oscar McDonald, the form defender of the competition. Look, I wouldn't have thought so.
0: Look, I, I will admit that he has been playing on seemingly universally out of form. Exactly. Boards. Everybody,
1: like, Hipwood hasn't gotten near the ball. Joe Danaher probably needs to go back to the reserves. I mean, I don't think Roughheads had a particularly lucrative year. And then he got demolished by Ben Brown. rewalt has been pretty good this year. rewalt has been pretty good. I mean, Rewalt got one goal if I remember. But
0: I don't know. I just think he's been really good. And yes, maybe the, his opponents haven't been great form. But the typical Melbourne defender play is to get the opposition team into good form. That's
1: true and, and well Oscar's done, been Oscar. For really composed.
0: Doing that. He doesn't lose many one on ones. He really doesn't. I mean, I will put one thing on the record here. Heaps of credit to Goodwin for this because for
1: persevering. With we.
0: Him. We're very skeptical of Oscar. Have always been skeptical of Oscar. Oh,
1: I've been the mo- the biggest proponent of dropping Oscar.
0: You have to say that they've got this completely right. I mean, Goodwin's done a lot of things that we're skeptical of. What he's done with Oscar has been really impressive. Well,
1: let's talk what he's done with Neil Bullen because <laughs> I think that Neil Bullen cheap shot. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not a cheap shot, but you know, if we're talking about uh, expectations on players this year. I think that Neil Bullen really has underperformed. We all thought he'd be a lot better than where he is this year.
0: He has, but he was a lot better than we expected last year. And you have to give that to Goodwin as well.
1: I guess that's true. So now he's
0: gone back to Rue's era, Neil Bullen.
1: No, I think he... No, I don't think he's a Rue... I think he's a bit below Rue's era. He's getting eight (laughs) possessions. That's true. So, I mean, I think he needs a little bit of time in the VFL and hopefully that'll get his confidence back up.
0: Right. Yeah, the nibbler was shocking. But final question on this game. What do we take away from this? I mean, Essendon... Essendon looked terrible, looked terrible, came off a four day you know, break, but we still had a bit of confidence up at the end. Oh,
1: I don't know. I don't know how much we can take out of it, to be honest. The first half was still really bad. The last five minutes, we still managed to concede three goals and took our foot off the pedal. I, I'm not sure how much we can take out of it,
0: I, I, ugh, I think if anything
1: is... at all. I mean, I just, Essendon looked really bad. Like they just stopped running completely in that third quarter. I probably, it was probably one of the worst third quarters I've seen in a long time from a team.
0: It is very poor. I will say, I think some of our backs are getting into form.
1: I agree. I think Hibbard's getting better. Jed, yeah. is, Jed is getting better. Jaden Hunt is someone I'm still very no, iffy he's on. He's struggling. He's really struggling. And his kicking is just bad.
0: He had a good first 10 minutes or so, and then he just fell away. And he looked frustrated. And... He's,
1: he's just a man who's not confident at all anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what they do with Jaden Hunt. I think they've just got to put him back in the reserves and... And and give him a spell, to be honest.
0: Uh, I disagree with that. I mean, I just think he's got to work through this. Because he does give us something really special. And you look at what Hartung's doing for North Melbourne. He's really playing the exact same role. Right. He gets the ball and his immediate move is to try and run 40 metres. And And he's so quick that he can do it. It's true. And Hunt can do that. For whatever reason, his confidence is off. Maybe he's not getting the, the ball in the right spots. I don't know.
1: Mm, but then there's a ginger ninja who's pushing ah, for selection. Oscar Baker. So what do, what do we do? Do we play Oscar Baker?
0: Do we play Oscar Baker? Could not tell you much about him beyond his nickname. But ginger uh, Ninja. But apparently he's
1: very quick.
0: That's true. The last ginger we had who was fast was Sam Blee's. So oh, That's Sam my scepticism towards the ginger ninja. But, Neats, tell me. This is actually harder than usual. The Rowan Bale Award for well, most underrated performance. Award, yeah. <laughs> not the Anthony Miles Award. Rowan Bale Award.
1: Uh, I think it has to go to Pig this week. I thought that he played a really, really good game, and I think you know we started seeing what he was, why he was all Australian last year. I think he started the season slowly, um, but no, this week was easily his best performance.
0: Yeah, he was mopping up everything. Everything, yeah. He's always very hard at the ball, but I think his use was better.
1: Yeah,
0: he was really good. But I think, honest, I agree with that. But there's a lot of good options. I mean, I think Salem, except for one terrible uh, that era, was, shocking. was great. Yeah, it's a stringer Jeddah was terrific. Yeah. I really think Nathan Jones is having a phenomenal year.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I thought Gus Brayshaw had a good year, a good se- good second half, actually, in particular.
0: Right, right, right. All of those players were underrated, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Good I think job. it goes, yes. goes to Pig.
0: So, Edie, let's turn to the Saints game. Yes, and we're fortunate enough to be playing this game at Eddie Head,
1: which um, has become our new fortress. As you four mentioned. out of the last five, I know it's crazy. We used to hate Eddie Had and now it's become
0: now the the G is. Uh, Honestly, I'm quite James nervous about any.
1: anything at the G's. Just probably a. Uh, a bad sign, yeah, so, which is an
0: ideal given we play most of our games. In the I know game.
1: exactly. So, look, I mean, I think that in terms of ins and outs, uh, Christian Petrarca, hopefully, he's recovered from his dog bite <laughs> or bar fight or whatever he was in. But basically, he is he is gonna come straight back in, I think, for, for Alex Neil Bullen. And uh, no question, no question about I mean, that.
0: That's the most obvious change that's ever been made, surely.
1: Hopefully, I mean, in terms of other people, I know you'd want to swap Ped for weed.
0: No, look, I'm comfortable, I think, giving Weed another game, particularly because Ped didn't dominate in the VFL. Right. But I think this has to be the game where we need to get a consistent output from Weed. He
1: needs to kick a couple of goals. He needs to do something.
0: Kick a couple of goals. Even, I mean, uh, if he gets 15 possessions, he doesn't have to dominate. But yes. we, need, we need more from him. I agree with
1: Especially that. Especially because he's
0: so tall. He can't really he's pressure that huge. much.
1: huge, yeah. Um, so I think that's that. And then in terms of other people... I mean, so we put other people... Vince, I didn't think, had an amazing game, but I guess it wasn't that harmful either, so...
0: He's doing enough.
1: He's, they persist with them. Hunt is really a concern, but I think they'll still persist with it. Unless they decide the ginger ninja is... is no,
0: is. they'll bring in Wagner over Hunt. If they, do. If they decide to drop Hunt, that's what they do. The coaches love Wagner.
1: Why do they love Wagner so much? Wagner's a reasonable
0: player. And honestly, he has been better than Hunt this year. There's no question about it. Mm. But I think Hunt's upside is so much more than Wagner. We give him a few more weeks yeah. to get his form together. We'll
1: see how we go. With that. I think
0: I honestly think they'll make one change.
1: And that's this is a... finally
0: a situation where we don't need to make like five changes.
1: I agree with that. It's true. The forward line is, was at least somewhat functional. So, what do you think about next week? Do we win?
0: It's tough. I don't know. I mean, I know we should win and should win easily. The yeah. Saints look deplorable. Yeah, um, they were okay against GWS, but you know. Pretty much every other game this season, they've been pretty average. Yeah, um, we play pretty well against them in the last few few encounters. We, play we well at Eddie. Had two or three. Had. We play well yeah. Eddie. Had, but. I don't know. I'm worried about this game.
1: I I think this will be a win. I'm pretty confident about this game. I was less confident about the Essendon game, but more confident about this game.
0: I mean, our midfield should destroy them.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I just think that they're looking really bad. And also, they just can't convert. I mean, one thing that I did kind of love hearing was that apparently there's some consideration about dropping... Jack Billings, Hmm. which would be great for us. Because, I mean, he's exactly the type of player who could carve us up. Uh, So, I'm not sure if that'll happen. But, you know, I just don't think they're looking great at all this season. They're just, you know, they just look really dysfunctional. Their forward line's a little bit of a mess. I mean, Paddy McCartan's lifted. He's had a few good Um, moments. He's had a couple of really good moments and a couple of really good games. But I'll be interested
0: to see how Oscar goes on him.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it would be interesting, actually. Um, But we really, I mean... We really should dominate this game, but I don't know. Those are always the danger games for Melbourne, though. This could be a very, very disappointing loss.
0: It's a classic danger game. Classic it's huge danger game for us. Huge for There's us. No way we should. We'll lose. be
1: outright favourites. You know, every everything. You know, Saints have won one and a half games, and their backs are against the wall. And then yep. somehow we manage to lose. It's all got all the makings, really. Yeah, That's a very disappointing loss.
0: I know, I know. I think we'll get up. I, I mean, we really need to push for some percentage. Yeah. I mean, I think we're on ninety six. And Which we're near is the bottom of the three-win teams. Yeah,
1: exactly. So we've
0: just had some blowouts I know. Here.
1: And it's disappointing as well because we could have probably, looked at that 50-point win against Essendon, and when they, until they conceded those last three goals, mm. I mean, that could have been really helpful for the percentage. But, you know.
0: Exactly. Um, so, okay. So what's your tip?
1: I think we'll win. I, you know, I do have a little bit of confidence. I think that, and not because I think we're particularly amazing, but just because I think that the Saints do a little look a little bit out of sorts at the moment.
0: I agree. So I think the D's by uh, 30 points.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's probably something similar.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for joining this week's episode of Deluded. Um, please follow our Facebook page, Deluded Podcast. Thank you for all the new people that have liked the page. We're getting a bit of tra- traction. I mates. know.
1: Thanks so much, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Heavy hitters
0: in the Melbourne Demons Unofficial yeah. Fan Podcast space.
1: Thank you so much for the hate mail that we're getting <laughs> from people like Tim Jeffrey um, and others. We really like that as well.
0: Okay. Um, and also tweet us. Mm. We're not really doing anything on Twitter. No,
1: I think probably the best way of communicating with us um, is via Facebook.
0: Oh, we're we just giving up on the Twitter page.
1: No, we're not giving up on no. it, but we're recognising where our strengths are.
0: The social media manager is cutting out fifty percent. No, We're not cutting
1: out fifty percent.
0: But thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week, and until then, go deep.
1: Go D's.